Hello. Hi. Howdy. We're a little wet. It's soaking here in Norfolk, which we've been told is Norfolk. Norfolk. We give Norfolks. We give Norfolks. Norfolk. And, and we went and ate at an old convent. Abbey. Yeah. The Freemasons Abbey turned restaurant. It's super cool. I felt like it was a place where, how do I say this? It reminded me of the assisted living home my great-grandmother lived in. <laughs> I did not get those vibes. <laughs> I thought petite wedding. Yes, that too. But I, I more mean like the like way the dining experience. Mm, okay. It was cool. It was cool. It's the only thing we get to do while we're here. Yes. Besides see a bunch of mermaid statues and have to Google that because that's surely confusing. Surely. This is Two Girls, One Two Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. And we are your ghostesses. That's Corinne. Hi. I'm Sabrina and we're recording from another hotel room. And happy day after Halloween. We have 364 more days until the best day of the year. Um, but today is also a spooky day. Well, actually... This comes out like November 4th or something like that. We're making this as least spooky as possible because we're coming off of <sighs> some scary dolls, you know? Yes. But before we get into the... because So November 1st is All Saints Day, which is supposed to be this beautiful day. It is a beautiful day when your relatives and loved ones are closer to you after Halloween and you leave like little gifts and things for them. Mm -hmm. So we were like, well, you decided. You. This is all you. This is me. We need a palate cleanser. And heartwarming ghost stories, but... Before we do that, of course, Sabrina finds a way to make my heartwarming request a little bit spookier. You sounded so much like Moira right there. Did I? Yeah. No. She lives within. She does. That would be a good, oh man, do I have time to pivot? Do the crowing for my Halloween costume? I know. We should do that together one year. It's that always my good. backup. Like every time I'm like, oh shoot, this costume isn't working out. I'm like, black feathers are always available. Always. White shirt, black feathers, easy costume. Easy peasy and a wig. Okay, but... We have like two weeks left of tour and a lot of you have emailed us things that have happened to you while you are at our show <laughs> and I wanted to read a couple of them. They're just okay. short ones because I want people who have not bought their tickets yet. I don't know. Maybe you're thinking, man, I really wish I could have a paranormal experience. I love listening to ghost stories, but I've never had anything happen to myself or man, my partner, my friend, my family, my dad, my mom, my cousin doesn't believe in ghosts and I really wish they did. Well, you're in luck. You can bring them and yourself to our show. Yeah. Should we talk really quickly about what happened last night? Yeah. The sure. stage was quiet. Crickets. Silent. No words from the ghosts. The second we get off stage, the REM pod is going crazy. It goes wild for another 45 minutes on and off. No one's near it. No one's near it. We Every time Sabrina went over, because we did the meet and greet right after and people kept pointing it and we were like, oh my God. Every time someone tried to do any sort of like paranormal investigation near the REM pod, as soon as you would go close to it, it would silence. Silence. Which is so backwards because it usually goes off near me. So tonight mm -hmm. we're going to try to put it next to you yeah. to see if that does anything. And there was a medium at the show too who said that she saw, if anyone's seen the show already, when we talk about Bob and Peter... She saw two men like behind the stage, kind of looking out from the side curtains, watching, listening. So perhaps it was Bob and Peter. So technically we can say every single show was sold out because the empty seats are filled by ghosts. They are, clearly. Okay. So I have two short experiences from listeners. Okay. And then I did pick one. Heartwarming. Heartwarming. <laughs> Great. Okay. I have two heartwarming. So we've got that at least. Okay. This is from our listener, Joss. 
and it's called Shake It Off or Get Your Feet Pulled at Night. Whoops. Hi, girls. I hope you're having a spooky time during the tour. My name is Joss, and you have my permission to use my name if you want. I took my friend on a date to the Brooklyn show. We laughed at all the jokes, and we were interested in the history of the Conjuring House. We were so surprised by your bravery to sleep over at the most haunted house in America. I could never. Who? Us? Brave? <laughs> if I didn't have braids in, I would flip my hair. I also got chills down my spine when you said the spirit at the house said it wanted to speak with Sabrina. Spoiler. Spoiler. Well, my sweet naive friend didn't want to shake off any bad vibes at the end of the show and i said well i'm not taking any chances so i shook it off and drank my beer at the same time <laughs> on our way home we were talking about the show and she accidentally jinxed herself by saying i hope nothing got attached to me well the next morning she sent me a text saying that something pulled her feet at night Ooh! i said well sabrina kept talking about feet during the show maybe the ghost has a foot fetish my advice was to sleep with a Bible open and socks on. I hope this story motivates others to go to your show and shake off any bad spirits. Stay spooky, ladies, and sleep with socks on. Oh, my gosh. I feel like a lot of people are experiencing stuff. And people I, are getting touched. Because yes. in LA, I had my sleeve pulled. And then, no, 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 last it wasn't night, at Brooklyn. It was, where were we? Well, last night when people were talking about their hair being touched. <gasps> yeah, so many Stroke. people were talking about feeling like their hair was being stroked. But then I, where were we when I was like, I feel like I literally just got a shot in my arm. Like someone poked that was, me so oh, hard. Um, that was in DC. And that used to be... Because we looked it up because we were like, oh my gosh, was this like a hospital or something? Because it literally, I felt a really tiny little like poke so hard that it truly felt like my... Like, you know when you get the yeah. flu shot and then your arm aches for a few days? One spot, yeah. That's what it felt like. Oh, that one we used there. to be a church. Not anymore. That used to be a church. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe they gave shots there. Jeez. Okay. So... I guess the lesson here is listen to us. And I have one more. Okay. So you can listen to us, but then also, unfortunately, maybe some of these venues are haunted too. Or fortunately, if you want to make people believe. Okay, this is from our listener, Alyssa, and it's called Somerville Show Experience. Hey girls, here's the story. Midway through your conjuring show, I went to use the restroom and it was totally empty. I washed my hands and tried to hover my hand under the paper towel dispenser, but nothing came out. Since it was one of those little dispensers with the circular knob on the side to twist it, I tried to turn it once, twice, and then a third time. Nothing came out. So I tried again, hurting my fingers, mind you, because it was a bit difficult to twist. Once, twice, and again a third time with no luck. I started to inspect the dispenser and it seemed like the paper just hadn't been pulled down enough so had fallen off track. By the time I realized this and started to turn away and leave and wipe my hands on my jeans, I stopped in my tracks because I heard the knobs twisting in the same way that i had just been doing ew it turned once oh my twice, gosh oh, and a third chills. time i knew i had been alone the entire time so naturally i noped the heck out of there back to my seat i turned to my friend and showed her the alert on my apple watch telling me to take a moment and calm down <laughs> because my heart rate was at the rate of 135 beats per minute I don't blame you. The venue is also very spooky. It's like really open. There's strange artwork everywhere. That was the armory, right? Arts at the armory. Yeah. yeah. Safe to say it was a very spooky show. Thanks for doing what you both do. The show was so much fun and the perfect spooky birthday gift for my best friend and fellow listener, Aubrey. See you on the other side, Alyssa. Wow. Oh, that's freaky. I honestly didn't. I guess I just didn't assume there would be any paranormal activity there because nothing happened when we were on stage. But clearly last night, the bathroom. that doesn't mean anything, I guess. Oh my God, we forgot one of the biggest things that happened last night. The venue was freaking out because when we got there, someone went upstairs to the men's restroom 
where there hadn't been anyone because all the events were happening downstairs and there were public bathrooms downstairs and there was white baby powder everywhere and barefoot prints in water it It was like what like wet and then like white baby powder footprint and there had been a band there the evening before so they were like oh perhaps that seems like something a band would do yeah but after our show someone went back up there a member of the staff and was walking through like walking by it and looked in again a second set of footprints was now there and it would be one thing if it was just one because I'd be like, yeah, okay, maybe it was someone. Right. But two people separately using baby powder within the same instance, like, I don't know. Or it was like walking, someone at least like walked back through the baby powder. But it wasn't but it's like, like how many much. barefoot people are walking through this restroom that's like not even basically in commission and advertised. We should ask for the photos because even the we photos, should. like, usually if you put baby powder on your feet, like, it would probably spray a little bit around, but mm-hmm. the footprints were so perfect. They were, which is, it's it's one of those things where it's like without security footage or someone actually like actively being there, we don't know if we know. it was someone. It was a ghost. But I don't know. There, there was two spirits seen creeping in the sides. Yeah. Sidelines. And then upstairs in the bathroom. And a ghost. In the men's bathroom, there were two sets of footprints. They do know that there is a female ghost that they call Victoria there. Which is very, I feel like, fitting for for the queen. For the queen in Wilmington, in Delaware. Wilmington. And okay. also, uh, they leave a ghost light on because we asked if they had any rituals that they do to appease the spirits of the queen. Mm-hmm. What's our ritual? Don't touch me! <laughs> <laughs> What's that uh, Miss Rachel song about setting boundaries? I think that's our ritual. I love how much Miss Rachel you listen to. It's because I'm on TikTok. And so is she. I don't know anything about Miss Rachel. I have no children, but I do watch Miss Rachel. <laughs> you're, you're prepared. Okay. Well, Miss Rachel is very heartwarming and so are the stories I'm going to tell you now. From now on, it's heartwarming. It's heartwarming. Yes. Okay. This one's called Message from a Dead Friend and Whitney Houston. Oh, okay. And this is from Anonymous. We'll call them A. Ooh, like a- Allison from Pretty Little Liars. I, exactly. We've been so in sync with every single thing we've been thinking, too. It's very weird. Spooky. Okay. It's not weird. We've been spending every moment together. (laughs) Our one brain cell is getting stronger and bigger, but still (laughs) shared. (laughs) Hi, ladies. I recently experienced one of the most otherworldly and yet also comforting and profound experiences that I've ever come across. I myself have experienced my fair share of supernatural events and Twilight Zone-esque scenarios, but this one is by far the most meaningful. The story's not a happy one, unfortunately. Well, okay, a lot of heartwarming stories do have to do with loved ones who have passed away. Exactly. And I read these before. I know that that I consider them to be heartwarming. One of my close friends sadly lost his battle with addiction this past summer on the morning of his 30th birthday. It sent shockwaves through everyone he knew as he was a genuine light in everyone's life that he touched. Oftentimes, I scoff when people say things like, he lit up the room when he came into it. But B was this exception. There was a genuine aura around him of love and light. So his passing, as sudden and tragic as it was, it broke a lot of people in ways that we couldn't imagine. In the days following the news, we all grappled with his passing as best as we could. Watching reruns of his favorite shows and listening to his favorite singers, Whitney Houston and Elton John. His favorite song of all time was, I wanna dance with somebody. And it was on repeat during those first few days. Sobbing while listening to an upbeat song is always a weird experience in its own right. Mm -hmm. B lived across the country from us at the time, so we all made plans to meet up at the airport and travel together so that none of us had to be alone. 
We were all grieving in our own way, and many of us were still grappling with the why and the how of things. The worst part of grieving for me when something like this happens is the inability to get solid answers, which often leaves you adrift in the sea of uncertainty and doubt. Yeah. It shakes the foundation of what you think you know to its core, giving you a sort of zombie-like shell shock. We were all sitting at gate 11B at 9.15 in the morning, quietly contemplative and sniffling, trying to pull it together for the long plane ride and what awaited us when we arrived. One friend asked into our collective silence, do you think he's at peace now? We all just smiled sadly and said, we hope so. From there, we slowly started chatting over the good memories that we had and how he used to revel in doing the weirdest karaoke song. <laughs> His brother, who had been largely silent up until this point, quietly chimes in in a broken voice. I just want to hear his voice again, which sent us into another round of silent tears. Not even a moment later, over the loudspeaker in the airport, we hear, woo! We all make confused eye contact, listening to the strange announcement. And then the song goes, Clock strikes upon the hour and the sun begins to oh. fade. Our eyes start to widen as we're processing exactly what we're hearing. Oh, I have chills. That's so sweet. Still enough time to figure out how to chase my blues away. I feel like we really are doubling down on the singing thing. It's in here. I know. You had to. You had to. means I have to sing it the way it was. At this point, B's brother is laughing through his tears. We are hearing Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody over the loudspeaker in a freaking airport at 9 a.m. B's favorite song in the entire world. Oh, Oh. The song is quickly cut off, replaced by a thick silence of empty airspace as we all sit there, silently both horrified and mesmerized by what we just experienced. Well, if that's not a sign that that SOB is doing well (laughs) up there, I don't know what is, chimed in a friend. We all settled into somewhat comfortable silence, all of us feeling this tiny bit of weight lifted off of our shoulders, gaining at least a small bit of closure that our fun, goofy, deeply hurting friend was in a good place. Yeah. None of us spoke of the experience during the following days, but we had heard little snippets here and there of other people in his life who'd received little messages or signs that he was safe. Were they all through Whitney Houston? I I would love that. (laughs) (laughs) Hearing that specific song randomly over the loudspeaker while silently grieving in Terminal 11B gave me more comfort than ever before that there truly is another side. And sometimes our loved ones really have passed over to a better place. Yeah. I would like to end this story on a twofold. I don't want to sound preachy, but these two things are so, so important to me. After the past few years we've had, a few things have come into focus and what we think is important has to be altered. My first note is that fentanyl is not a joke. This drug has taken more people in my life in the past few years than any other source of death. Please, please, please be careful in anything that you partake in. This TGOG group is a family. We need to protect each other as best we can. Raise awareness for this silent and violent killer, even if it's just by speaking on it. My second note is to check on your friends. Everyone has their own baggage. And even while you often can't fix everyone's burdens, sometimes the best thing you can do is just be there as a buoy in the storm. Love you, ladies. See you on the other side. Anonymous. A. (sighs) Makes me want to cry. Well, the sky is literally crying right now. I've been just watching the rain falling because the window's behind the computer as we're recording. And it's just, yeah, I feel feel sad. Mm -hmm. And it is 
you know, reassuring to know and have all those signs, but life is tough. It is. And yeah, I really share that sentiment of just checking on your friends and Mm -hmm. we are a family, which I think is like so beautiful to, I mean, this whole, everything that, this whole tour, like everything that we've been doing, it's amazing and it's so much fun and it's a cool life experience. But the biggest part that I'm taking away from it is like how incredible this community is. I know. How many people have made friends? Yeah. Go together. How many people go alone because they just feel so so comfortable and welcomed by everyone else there? It truly is beautiful. And I just love that in all of the sadness and the grieving that happened with A's friend that they had and like ear shattering <laughs> Whitney Houston and someone in the airport that was working there was like, shit, shit, shit. Like, how did this happen? Yeah. He's like trying to turn it off while their friend is just like on up the in the sky like, Woo! <laughs> I want to dance with somebody. What song do you think you would play? Oh, well, I mean, no, I don't. Aside from Noah. I know. I was just I was just about to say Noah Khan, but I feel like he's so popular right now that it wouldn't feel like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The Cotton Eye Joe, I think, would have to be mine. <laughs> I, my mind was going to something like kind of kiddish, like it's a small world, something creepy. But I think mine would be TikTok by Kesha. TikTok on the clock. The yeah, or Cannibal, like anything Kesha, really. But I, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay, I have another story. And again, similar to that story from Anonymous, it's sweet, but also sad. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is from our listener, Patty, and it is called My Dead Dad Helped My Dog Cross the Rainbow Bridge. Mm -hmm. Hi, ghostly ladies and fellow listeners. I found you from the episode that you did with National Park After Dark. I fell in love with you, and now I have to share this crazy story with you. So a little backstory. A few years ago, my dog, Ginger, was turning 15, and I could tell that she was slowing down. A friend of mine told me about a woman she knows who can communicate with pets. So... Even though I was skeptical, I did text her and she asked for a picture of the outside of my house as well as a picture of Ginger. She did her thing and let me know that she was getting tired but wanted me to know that a man with a mustache in a blue navy coat jacket was going to be taking care of her whenever the time comes for her to leave this world. I was shocked to hear this because that would for sure be my dad, George. He was in the Navy. Oh, not blue, like the color Navy blue. It was like a blue Navy military jacket. Oh, okay. Yeah. She told me that this person had passed on already. And I was like, yep, he has. He passed away in 2007. So fast forward to June of 2022. My husband and I are finishing up eating dinner and I'm in the kitchen when my husband asks, whose ring is this? I look at him and I say, what ring? He said, I don't know. There's a gold ring behind where you sit on the couch. I immediately got a sinking feeling. I said, does it say Kiyoki on it? And he said, yes. Girls, this is a ring my dad gave my mom when they were young. Kiyoki means George in Hawaiian. This ring sits in a ring holder on my bathroom counter untouched (gasps) with all the other rings I don't wear and a million other hair ties and things. Oh my gosh. There is no logical explanation of how that ring got to the couch. But I had a feeling he was letting me know that it was Ginger's time on earth coming to an end and that he was getting ready to come to get her. One week on the day, Ginger passed on. I was lucky to have her for almost 17 years. And as heartbroken as I was and still am, it is comforting to know that she's in good hands with my dad and that he gave me a sign to let me know that he was coming. Thank you for reading this. Love you and can't wait to see you in Seattle. See you on the other side. Patty. Patty. This is so special. Should we show a picture of Ginger? Of Ginger, yes. Actually, Patty's in it too, but I'll just show Ginger. Oh, look at how sweet Ginger is. Ginger. Stop. 
This is so special because pets are extensions of our family, right? Absolutely. Losing a pet is so, it hurts so bad. And I just love that in the moment of feeling the sadness and the worry for Ginger, that her dad was like, you don't really have to worry too much. Like you can grieve Ginger, but you don't have to worry about her or her being scared or anything because I'm here and I'm with her. Oh, and like just the idea of this pet psychic only needing a photo and the photo of the house, which I think is interesting outside of the house and a photo of Ginger. Now I kind of want to know. I was just going to say, can you like the the information? You didn't say a full sentence at all. (laughs) But you you know. I totally understood what you were saying. (laughs) Give us the contact. Give us. I will ask Patty (laughs) for the contact. And then we could do like a Leia special. Uh, Okay, perfect. It's just a video of Leia the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you loved that. (laughs) Can we please do that? I want it to be with the pet psychic. It's like narrated by exactly, and then we edit like a voice, and and you can do the voice of Leia. Oh, you want me to do the voice of Leia so she can like. Or or I, someone could. Okay. Where it's like you're asking questions. Like we do the interview and then it like cuts to a video of Leia and sh- it's her responses. It's like a drunk history. <laughs> <laughs> I like this so much. Oh my God. Well, what if we learned that Leia had a human past life? Should we do like a, the drunk history of Leia's past life? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love how much you're loving this. I love this idea. <laughs> I'm going to start crying. I'm in my feels. This is a heartwarming story, and I think Leia needs a moment. <laughs> we haven't. I also miss Leia. I haven't seen her in I weeks. I know. Just, just the stuffed animal version that you strangely That's thought scary. that I stuffed my cat, which is I don't have an concerning. attachment to that one. No, like no. I love Leia. Yeah, from afar. Yes, <sighs> we definitely need to do that. That's hysterical. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is called heart. <laughs> Heartwarming possession at the bakery. Okay. Hello, spooky Good ghouls. Good types of possessions. I'm the Northern Witch from Montreal. Fuck yeah. And I have been listening since 2019. I'm a big fan. English isn't my first language, so literally, pardon my French. <laughs> Incredible. Love. I have a quick heartwarming story for you. It happened many, many years ago, and we still can't quite explain it. When I was eight years old, my 14-year-old sister, she passed in a very tragic way. Oh, no. I won't go into the details because it's not relevant to the story. Mm-hmm. As you can imagine, my mother was depressed after the accident and the loss of her daughter. One day, she was at a bakery to buy a baguette. The girl behind the counter serving her was cheerful and upbeat until one moment where her face changed. My mother says that the smiling face of the girl turned into a neutral expression. No smile. Blank eyes. She then grabbed a pen, drew a happy face on the wrapping paper of the baguette, and wrote the word smile under it (sighs) she gave the baguette to my mom and a few moments later she seemed confused and then the girl was happy again as if nothing had happened she didn't mention the drawing or anything my mom who doesn't usually believe in ghosts and all that stuff likes to think that this was my sister who spoke to her through the bakery clerk still to this day some 20 years later and she still has that wrapping paper in a box somewhere in her home i like to believe that it was my sister too Thank you for the amazing podcast. I feel like I'm friends when I'm listening. <laughs> I would be delighted to hear this story on the podcast in one of the listener story episodes. Here you are. Love from the Northern Witch. Okay, the Northern Witch. 
I'm so curious. I want to know the name of this bakery. I also want to know if this woman still works there because it sounds like this isn't just like a one-time thing for this woman. This woman probably has psychic abilities and channels and it happens to her a lot, but maybe she just doesn't know when it's happening to her. Right. Because it happened so suddenly. Yeah. And too, if it's like a quick enough experience, maybe she truly has no idea it's happening. Perhaps sometimes she's like super confused, you know, if many minutes pass and there's someone new in front of her, but it was still the Northern Witch's mom. And so I don't know, but I love I don't that. Know. Oh, it, but it's I love so... that the daughter came through and was just like, wait a sec. Cause I almost picture it like the daughter was like, I'm going to attempt to yeah. use this person who seems to be able to like. She's a little bit of a light. Yes. I'm going to attempt to do something and then like gets in the woman's body and then it's just like looks up and it's like, oh my God, I'm here. What do I do? What do I tell my mom? <laughs> smile. Uh, 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 smile the face on the wrapping yeah. paper. H- hand it. Hand it. Okay. Is that good? And then. And then gone. Yeah. Okay. But now I'm also concerned about this woman who did become possessed with the Northern Witch's sister. Like, I really hope she's aware that this happens to Mm -hmm. her because how scary. I mean, think about all the emails we get where people are like, I lost time. I don't know what happened. Yeah. What if they are unknowingly becoming channels and being possessed by spirits? Right. Or or maybe it's a heartwarming thing where like they're getting possessed. Thank you for trying to keep it positive. They're going and they're giving, they're dishing (laughs) out messages (laughs) to people. So we're, we have emails in our inbox about some odd person that walked up to them on the same street that someone else is emailing us saying, I lost time. But the other person is like, hey, some weirdo walked up and started talking about LARP, dead LARP. Oh, that's our code word. We have to come up with something new. Well, we can blurp it out. Blurp it. Blurp it out. <laughs> we have to blurp it out. Blurp could be our new blurp. word. Purple blurp. <laughs> that is our new word. <laughs> no one say that to us. Purple. Well. If one of us dies. Okay. Okay. I feel like we also have experienced a lot of heartwarming experiences Mm -hmm. of our own. Oh my gosh. I met someone at the meet and greet who, when I speak about my friend Sam, who passed away, his older brother is friends with this person that we met at the meet and greet. And she also had a lot of... That was in Seattle, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of experiences and just knew the warmth and the love of the family that I, I speak to. But yeah, there's a lot that happens to people. There's a lot that's happened to us. I think a lot about, and I I talked about this on my personal, like the Sabrina episode, but I think a lot about, because I haven't dreamt about my grandfather in so long, my pop-up, but I used to have so many dreams with him. And the one that just so, like it sticks with me so much is the one where I had a full dream and I was spending like the evening, afternoon with my pop-up, like out in the Mm -hmm. grass of the house that I spent a lot of time with him at. And we were just having a full conversation, catching up about life. It was very like prevalent, timely. I woke up with a big smile on my face, like truly like woke up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, it felt so real. And then I roll over to check my phone and my dad had messaged me and was like, did pop-up come to visit you last night? He told me he was going to. That's so special because it's like, I feel like you would still know. Yeah. Especially because you do have so much power and understanding in dreams that like you go places and people come to you. I feel like you didn't necessarily need your dad's validation, but the fact that your dad also knew that this was going to happen, it's just like even more powerful that it was so intentional. It wasn't just like a, oh, I see Sabrina's in the astral plane. Let me go hey, say hi. Popping in. It was like, I'm going to go see yeah. my granddaughter tonight. <sighs> wow. See, the, the paranormal world can be so beautiful on top of being so scary. Mm-hmm. But I do want, <laughs> okay, this came into our inbox recently and I really do want to read it. Okay. Okay. It's kind of heartwarming, but it's also just funny. (laughs) Okay. 
It's from our listener Carson, and it's called My Boyfriend Held an Alien Hostage to Save Me in the Astral Realm. (laughs) Do explain. I will. Howdy, ghouls. It's Carson. I've talked to you a couple of times on Campfire Stories and sent a few emails, but I have another one for you today. I'll get right into it. My boyfriend is a skeptic and does not have dreams often. When he does, he says they're very repetitive and almost annoying. However, I remember my dreams every night and I can recognize when I've started a new dream. And I frequently have dreams that are so vivid, I wake up knowing things that I didn't before. Or I have experiences that I feel like I experienced them when I was awake. I have that happen so often. Mm, mm -hmm. I've had dreams where I take college courses and learn new things and gone to concerts and woke up feeling like I had been there in real life. You're living a whole life in your dream. I know. I also talk in my sleep regularly and have been known to point at various spots in the room and alert him to what I believe to be sinister entities. He doesn't do any of that. However, this morning he woke up and he looked at me and said, I had a crazy dream last night, which is odd because he never initiates conversations about dreams. But then he proceeded to tell me that he had the most vivid dream that he watched me get abducted from our bed. And in order to stop them, he grabbed an alien, strung it up by its foot, put rubber (laughs) dish gloves on so that he wouldn't get alien goo on himself and threatened to cause harm if I was not returned immediately. He did mention it went a bit further, but I'm not going to go there. I wonder how. Wait, this also makes me wonder if in our weird abduction chemical reaction brain, like when someone truly is encountering an alien and and your memory kind of gets fuzzy, if this truly happened and the aliens were so taken aback because he was doing whatever he thought was right because he thought he was in a dream and he could get away with more things and being weird and brazen. Brazen. But the aliens are probably like, who the heck is this guy that's just like yelling at us and has rubber gloves so on? And Putting rubber gloves on is what kills me. <laughs> oh, this guy means business. We'll return the girl. And Carson was returned. The aliens rapidly made their departure in his dream. And it's very possible that this was just an abnormal dream for him, but I take dreams very seriously. And I've been practicing shadow work and lucid dreaming while I'm asleep. And I feel like it's done me a lot of good. I think there's a lot more power within our unconscious minds than we give them credit for. I'm super bummed that I didn't get to see you in Denver. I couldn't make it to the rescheduled show, but maybe in the future, if you do another tour, I'll catch you then. But if not, I will see you on the other side. Lots of love, Carson. Carson. That is wild. That's so silly. It is, but it's like, okay, if it is true, Carson, you're look at you. Your partner is saving you in the astral realm despite maybe being skeptical and not believing in the paranormal. I know you can really trust him. Yeah. He's he, ready to go to battle with you. And it sounds like you. he knows how to clean up animal I mean animal. Clean up alien <laughs> alien guts. Alien gut. We're struggling right now. The, he took a lot of time to put on those gloves and then string an alien up and I torture the, him. You know when you do like the the latex glove and, and it like snap. snaps into place? I'm picturing that, but with like the the like dish fl- gloves, the, the orange dish ones. gloves, but the ones that have like a cuff at the end with flowers, <laughs> <laughs> like the pink ones. That's what I picture. I mean, like you get a shot of like one yeah. hand going in and then the other one. We're now directing this dream. I know, turning it into real life. This does. Remind me a little bit of the story my mom told us today when we were driving down here. She called. Oh, yeah. And my mom had a dream. This is a much quicker version than what she told me. I'm going to cut some details. But basically, 
my mom had a dream that she was seeing my dad, but she could see that something was clearly off with my dad and immediately was like, that is not Bill. That's a doppelganger. And in the dream, she walked up to him and said, look at me. And the guy looked at her and she goes, you need to go, go, go. And she was like cornering him and like pushing him back until he like basically disappeared fully as he's backing towards the wall. She wakes up and their actual bed is like really shaking, which is only something that happens at your house. I have never experienced it. But remember, at one of our meet and greets, someone said, Corinne, my bed shakes too. Because it was one of the common ghostly experiences that occurred in my house in Vermont, which is like in a farm field on no vault and like- On no vault? Like I was thinking about earthquakes. Oh. Fault. Fault lines? Fault line. (sighs) It's in a bank vault. (laughs) Actually, I remember early days when you first told me- I cannot think today. (laughs) What is wrong with me? It's raining and you drove for five hours. And I just had a giant juicy steak and mashed potatoes and I had to unbutton my pants to breathe a little more. We basically just had Thanksgiving dinner. We did. We did. I'm struggling. And also we had to go over the Chesapeake Bay Bridge and I was so nervous that I didn't have my coffee. Yeah. That's why I think that's what's wrong. That's what's wrong. No functioning. We'll be okay. We will survive. And one last thing that I was going to say is I remember when you first told me about the bed shaking thing. It was like Mm -hmm. early days of the podcast. And I was like, that's so great. I've never had that happen. And then because we were talking so much about the paranormal, I felt like I was opening up a little bit more than, you know, I used to. And I woke up one night and my bed was shaking. Do you remember? Yes. And I texted you. I was like, oh my God, Corinne, I think it's, I'm experiencing it. It's happening. It's happening. And then all of a sudden my like neighborhood group text goes off and it's like, did anyone else wake up to that earthquake? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe when you come to my Vermont house one day, you'll experience it. You know, I'm scared. It does happen. It's like, it's a vibration. And then if you think about it too much, sometimes it stops, but sometimes it also gets a little harder. It feels like literally if someone, if I crawled underneath the bed and went like, which would be terrifying if you did that. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Like you're truly vibrating. And my parents experience it and they will both be awake, like talking to each other, being like, Do you feel that? Well, your mom also today on the phone said that there are times where your dad feels it, but she doesn't. Yeah, actively. That's so interesting. It is so weird. Also, can we say, I think I had a paranormal experience earlier in the car. What? Remember my earring? (laughs) It's, I don't have an explanation for it. Probably just like, because like my hole's a little stretched. And so like sometimes if I have. My hole's not. Your hole's intact? Yeah. There's absolutely no stretch to it. a tot hole? I have a tiny tot hole. It basically tries to self-close all the time. But what happened was we were driving and all of a sudden my earring fell out and it hit the floor and I go, oh no, my earring. And I look down and the earring is on the rubber mat, but the backing is still pushed like halfway in, perfectly in place. So I go, Sabrina, did my earlobe split? Because I literally thought it like fell out of my ear. There's no way. Like, look, how big is my hole? I'm really yanking on it now. I can't tell you're covering your hole. Show me your hole. I mean, that hurts. Yeah, you would have noticed if the hole back came through your hole. I don't know. Something. Let's keep talking about the holes. Took the earring out of my hole. Oh my gosh, there's a man on the roof. Don't jump. It's going to be really scary if they start to. I'm really nervous about this. Like, why is he up there? You know what I do want to do? What? I think I can read people's auras. Really? Yeah. I. Are you seeing people color around people now? I do sometimes and sometimes it's like more common and then other times it happens and I like think I'm just seeing things. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if I sit here and look at someone's hand, I can You'll see it. You'll be able to see the aura. 
So I want to start I've tried practicing. And I've never been able to see the color, but sometimes I do see like the energy. Like I see like a gold shimmery mm. glow kind of coming off of people and I can see like how thick it is, but I've never been able to see any other color except for that. So what I think I li- I'm literally just seeing you just the see energy. energy. But not, we should try this. We should. We should try backstage tonight. I'll stare at okay. our hands for long enough. Also, if anyone wants to cut my hair or give me tattoos backstage, like let me know. <laughs> Seriously, let her know let me know um but oh, wait i have one more heartwarming thing to what say do you have? we love you what we met two therapists who came to one of our meet and greets and it made our night how excited they were to hug us because they said as therapists there are so many people that they want to hug but they can't and so that made me feel really good that we actually got to hug them yeah and that i've hugged all my therapists really yeah You're gonna get them in trouble well i went to trauma treatment i think they were driving away we're good it was like a very intimate like trauma treatment and we just all of us were huggers okay it, may, it might be different yeah for like an just outpatient type of yeah. thing yeah but yeah. that was nice that was it was nice. lovely to meet them their energy was so positive and so warm and so loving which is probably what you want <laughs> when you have a that's what you hope yeah that's what you hope for so yeah shout out to you too you know who you are um, and if you have any heartwarming stories, please email them to us. Uh, Corinne will probably read them. <laughs> I will. I'll read them too. I would love to read pet ones. I love the, I just love anything when like family does help you through things. Or mm-hmm. I was looking specifically for aliens helping save people because they're those stories. Oh. But I, we've only ever read one. So, <laughs> so if that's ever happened so to you, please, please message me back up my theory. You can email us at two girls, one ghost podcast at gmail.com. If you would like to come to our show, check out the link in our show notes or visit our website, two girls, one ghost.com. Please buy tickets directly through the link that we have provided. It will redirect you on the website to the venue that is selling. Sometimes it's through Ticketmaster. But you go through our website, go through our link to get those tickets or else sometimes there's scalpers. Do you ever want to just scream and like take your clothes off going? Yes. That's what I wanted to do right now. So I just did it. Minus taking my clothes off. <laughs> if, if we were really good at editing and like Photoshop, I'd Photoshop you naked body, but like alien version. <laughs> <laughs> just like a green chest. Uh, Rails. <gasps> Um, we love you all and we really do hope to see you on tour. If you have been to our show and you've experienced things either backstage or after seeing the show, please let us know. Yeah, we love you all. Thank you so much for getting lost in the triangle and being a part of this pyramid scheme. And we will see you. See you on, on the other side. side.